Welcome to the De-Stress Diet Support Podcast for week five of the De-Stress Diet Plan. I'm Anna McGee and tonight I'm talking to my co-author Charlotte Watts about working out what works for you from the principles and advice in the De-Stress Diet. Charlotte, why do you think it was important to devote an expert podcast to this particular topic? Um, It's very easy to get lost in all the information. I mean, obviously all the information we're throwing at you, um, but also information that you find around you, you read in different magazines, that different people say to you. And really you want to be seeing if you can just cut through that and really connect with what works for you. What kind of decisions will listeners have to begin thinking about at this time if they're going to spend the future using and adapting their lives to the de-stress diet principles? Well, they have to work out what is actually realistic to take with them. Really, what kind of time have you seen this six weeks as? I mean, is it something that you have tried to integrate into your everyday life as it is? Or is it something that you've devoted a very specific amount of time where you held back from certain things that you might do or you really, um, you, you know, you made a, a, an exceptional time. Depending on, you know, how you approached it, it really depends on how you move forward with it. And the kinds of things that they'll be thinking about, is it whether they'll be eating grains and beans or not having them? I mean, what sort of um, specific things do, the, do they need to think about? Yeah, it's really finding that balance in your life about what works for you in terms of your particular stress suit, your symptoms, um, you know, whether you do tend to inflammation or bloating, um, and that will inform whether you think grains and beans have been working for you or not, if taking those out have made you feel better completely or whether you find that, that you know one or two portions a day does make you feel better because you've replaced some of them with vegetables but you find you do need you know one or two portions for energy really finding out you know where that balance has worked for you it's interesting the grains and beans question i'd like to just bring in something about me <laughs> um i used <laughs> to really buy into the idea that brown rice is healthy Buckwheat's healthy, all those whole grains are healthy, but I was always tired. And when I tried the de-stress diet and I actually for the first six weeks stopped eating grains but continued with a serve of beans and my energy levels just went through the ceiling. I mean, I didn't get my 4pm post-lunch slump anymore and I stopped being bloated so that really worked for me so I suppose it's a matter of sort of trying things and see what the seeing what the result is with your particular body isn't it absolutely and one of the, the things about beans is people do tend to cook them in a way that breaks down the anti-nutrients more easily you know we tend to cook them a bit more slowly maybe or we do things like we add garlic and onions and vegetables things that tend to break down the anti-nutrients in them you can in particular get uh, you know the insulin surge that can happen after having grains and beans these really starchy carbohydrates is the thing that can make some of us feel quite tired afterwards so it also depends on you know how much stress is in your life how much sugar and then yes it's really looking at you know what what that's working and how that's working for you as an individual what sort of tools have we got to work out what's working for us and what isn't perhaps in the book or otherwise 
Well, very specifically in the book, the progress charts are laid out uh, in order to help you basically give you choices so you can work out what works best for you in terms of charting stuff, monitoring, seeing things over slightly longer periods of time than you might have looked at before. So, you know, often we'll just imagine kind of how we feel over shorter periods of time, like, you know, a couple of hours, but actually looking at things over days, even kind of three, four day cycles can give us really good insight into how, say, you know, letting wheat creep into your diet for, you know, more than one or two days might start to see an effect, you know, two, three days later. But often we don't notice what we're doing right there and then in those days and then connecting it to those cycles. So getting a chance to stand back and see those is really part of the longer picture with some of the progress charts. We've also stuck in a food diary in the tools section, which you people can or, you know, it, it suits some people to use a food diary now and then and it doesn't suit others. Um, if you do, you need to be exceptionally honest with yourself um, and really go back to the um, sugar section in the drinks and snacks and really check where things like the sugars are entering the body because we can start to really fool ourselves with that. Uh, you know, what we're tending to think is a, a treat, but actually we've noticed that it's they're, they're creeping in as habits. Um, and if you're, a, you know, a journal writer or someone who likes to, to note things down, do start doing that and keep doing that and particularly note the things that you see work for you in terms of pulling you back on track again because this is what happens. I mean, you, you know, we, you've been through this, that the more you learn to get yourself back on track again without beating yourself up, the more you go, oh, yeah, look, I had a bad day. And then you shrug your shoulders and just get back on with it again. The more you do that, the more you can do that, because the less stress actually not doing things perfectly causes you. Yeah, that adaptability thing is it has become really high on my list of priorities because I used to think, well, if I can't follow all of these diets to the letter, then I'm not going to do anything at all. But then it's funny, I read this quote and I honestly don't know where it came from. I think it might have even been something as illustrious as Men's Health magazine, not Shakespeare, but um, it said <laughs> something like, don't stop what you can't do from doing what you can. And I, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I thought to myself, there's so much that I can do. For example, I can fit in, even on deadline days, I can fit in 10 minutes of yoga that are going to help me center my mind and write better, be a better wife, be a better friend <laughs> and basically get it all done. So if I can't do 90 minutes of yoga, maybe, you know, that's how it needs to be that day. Oh, absolutely. And that's a real yogic principle is, is not stealing from yourself, you know, not. And that's this is a real thing about not wasting energy either. So you're wasting all that energy thinking about things that you should be doing. And it's so much better to be able to achieve something rather than waste all that energy beating yourself up on all the things you're not doing. If I find a minute where I go, OK, in this minute, I'm just going to be in the present. I'm just going to sit breathe be in the present just having that shift and also making the decision to have that shift is really really crucial and you know and, and some days that can be all I manage but my, you know you can find space in you know one or two breaths it doesn't have to be earth shattering sitting meditating for hours and hours so you know in the face of this life you have to really stop giving yourself a hard time so I, I think that's a really important message is 
don't beat yourself up because when you've got a healthy lifestyle, you can always default back to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really this know thyself thing is is so important. It you know I I know what I'm like um, in terms of, you know at the moment, for instance, I've got a teething toddler and waking up through the night, yeah, you know, blah blah, um, which means that. I get properly shockingly tired in the day when I've got to do stuff. Now, I know that my first thing would be to just turn to cake. That would be that's my kind of, you know, default mixture of wheat and sugar that really gives me that immediate happy but makes me feel kind of terrible later. In order to manage that, I know I'm at the point at the moment where that this whole this 40 grams of dark chocolate a day works for me. And I know I'm going to, you know, do that for probably the next couple of days until things get a bit better and then can wean off again. But that, that having that little kind of halfway pit stop really helps because it says to you, okay, I do get to treat myself a little bit. And in a way that doesn't mean I have to really expend lots of energy going, no, I can't have that. But I'm also not, don't feel like I'm completely out of control. There's a key principle in the de-stress diet that might be fitting here, which is about just before you eat something or um, whether you're asking yourself, should I do yoga or lie on the sofa, about asking yourself, rather than how will this make me look or is this good or bad, how will this make me feel? Absolutely. And the first thing you do within that is identify that. And that's often what people, where people get stuck because they can be I mean if people who are, are very stressed and, and people who uh, are also of the kind of constitution that will just keep going and live up in their heads and don't pay any attention to anything the neck down so they don't listen don't necessarily know what how they're feeling so part of the tools we've given you and part of actually coming down out of the stress response and breathing and stopping and being mindful is about being able to feel and being able to listen to what you feel so that, you know, once you start to make note of that in, you know, journals, in progress charts, whatever way is best for you to start connecting to that, then you've got the answers. So when you say, how is this going to make me feel? Then the answer isn't like, well, I don't know. <laughs> but you can, you know, you can start exploring that. It can take time to learn to listen and to see how you feel. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Some really great food for thought there about listening to your body and thinking about how all this that you're doing is making you feel. So best of luck and we'll um, be back with another podcast next week. Excellent. Thank you, Anna. Thank you.